text helps us to understand how to go about fortifying faith such that it does not lie dormant in our lives. How to fortify our faith so that it is not relegated simply to the area of belief, but it is demonstrated by our behavior. How to fortify our faith so that it is an active, vibrant, and meaningful part of our lives that we lean on and depend on and rely on and in and throughout all of our lives. And the first thing that this text suggests about how to have such a faith is that the believer must have, first of all, a readiness to hear the word of God. If you're going to fortify your faith, if you're going to build up your faith, if, you're going to, if your faith is going to flourish, the first thing you need, you've got to be ready to hear God's word. Look at verse number 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be what? Swift to hear. Swift to hear. Listen, listen, hearing is a direct, has a direct effect upon your faith. Faith. Paul says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith cometh. Wish I had some Bible readers in here. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God which means that in order to even have faith we must hear God's word you cannot wish faith into your life you must hear the word of God you cannot conjure up faith you must hear the word of God you cannot walk by faith without hearing the word of God you cannot live by faith without hearing the word of God faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God then Jesus went on record and saying my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. In other words, if we are the children of God that we say we are, if we are the sons or daughters of God that we claim to be, if we are the followers of Christ that we declare ourselves to be, then we will hear his voice. And we hear his voice through his word. So James says we got to be swift to hear. That means that there is a readiness to receive God's word. That means that believer can't wait for Sunday to get here. Swift to hear. That, that means that all week long you ought to be waiting for Sunday. Swift, you, you, you can't wait. The, the world says TGIF, but, but the church ought to say TGIS. Thank God it's Sunday because all week long, I, I've been waiting to get to the place where I can, I wish I had a witness anywhere, where I can hear his word because I get to feed on his truth. I get to have a full course meal with the meat and the milk of his word that builds up my spirit, that feeds my soul, that sustains my life, that develops my faith, that strengthens my character, that matures my walk, that sustains my faith and that keeps my heart and my mind stayed on him. Yes, I can read the word Monday through Saturday, but I get to hear the word on Sunday morning. When Sunday comes, if you're a believer, you ought to wake up ready 
to get to church. You, you, you remember when you, when you, when you were, were, were in grade school and, and, and school year was about to start and, and you couldn't wait for school to get here. And, and you know what you did. Every, every boy did this. I know every boy did this. Every boy did this. You, you laid out everything you was going to wear. Come on and talk to me if you can. You knew what you was going to wear. You, you put it on your bed. You had the pants. You, you had the belt. You, you made a little mannequin on your bed to make sure it was going to look right when you put it on. You, you, you wanted it to look right. You had your, your, your sneakers clean. You, you, you had your jacket laid. You had everything. You were ready. <clears throat> and all I'm saying is with that same kind of anticipation, as believers, we ought to come to church ready, anxious, eager to eat on the word of God. Yes, for his word is a word that if I hide it in my heart, the psalmist says, I will not sin against God. His word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. His word is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. His word guides me when I'm lost. His word comforts me when I'm broken. His word lifts me when I'm down. His word strengthens me when I'm weak. His word calms me when I'm worried. His word fills me when I'm empty. His word pushes me when I'm tired. His word settles me when I'm anxious. His word assures me when I'm doubtful. Thank God for his word. And so when Sunday comes, I can't wait to get to church because I need his word. His word, his word. And when you value the word like that, when you appreciate the word for what it is and what it does in your life, you will not have to be made to come to church. You won't be lackadaisical in your attendance, late in your arrival, or limited in your attention, but swift to hear. That means... I'm not going to time it to get there when the preacher preaches. Because I know that the word can come through a song. I'm not going to time my arrival for when the preacher gets up. Because I might miss the word that comes through a deacon's prayer. I'm not going to wait to get there just when Buckley starts preaching, but, but I'm going to come when, when any of these preachers are preaching because I know that God can bring his word through anybody. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. I need God's word. Wish I had a witness in here. Swift to hear. Swift to hear. That means that I'm ready to hear God's holy Word. There are basically four kinds of listeners. Jesus illustrates that in the parable of the seed and the sower. You remember he says there was a farmer sowing seed one day. Y'all remember that? He said some fell by the wayside. Birds came and ate him. He said some fell in the rocky places and it took root, but because it was shallow, when the sun came up, it parched the plant withered and died said some seed fell among the thorns and and it came up but the thorns were so thick that it choked 
the plan. Say, but then some fell on good soil where it produced a good crop. From that parable, we find that there are at least four kinds of listeners. <laughs> There's first of all, the wayside listener. Where seed never has a chance to enter your life. That means you can hear a sermon after sermon. And it ain't doing you no good. It's just falling by the wayside. You, you here, but not really. Your body is here, but you're not here. You're somewhere else by the wayside. And the saw, the seed, does no good in your life. But then there is the shallow listener. It means you hear the word. You're excited about the word. Or most so, you're excited about the sound of the word. In other words, you like the way certain preachers preach. And, and if the right preacher preaching, amen, I'm talking about you. You too. If, 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 if it's the right one, then that preacher has your attention. You hear the word, but really not the word. You hear the preacher's eloquence. You hear the word, but you really don't wake up until the preacher's about to close. You, you hear the word, but, but you're more interested in the homiletics of the preacher than the hermeneutics of the scripture. You, you hear the word, but, but if the preacher doesn't pull it, if the preacher doesn't close, if the preacher doesn't change, his voice and find a key and get into see somebody woke up right there they said wait a minute he closed somebody woke up right there I saw you I saw you and said another whole sermon he said amen That's a shallow listener. But then there's the crowded listener. In other words, you hear the word, but there's so much other stuff in your life that you're listening to that there's no room for that word to produce anything in your life. Crowded with too much of this and too much of that. Trying too many other things and, and pulling too many other thoughts and systems of thoughts and ideas and ideologies into your life to try to make some sense of it. Listen, the word will stand on its own. The word will stand by itself. The word needs no help from anything else in the world. But then thank God for the good soil of the ready listener. Swift to hear. You're going to fortify your faith. You must be swift to hear, ready to receive. But then secondly, if you're going to fortify your faith, you must secondly remove that which hinders. Verse 21 says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. James says here that if we're going to grow in our faith, that we must have a readiness to receive the word, but being ready to receive the word requires 
that we not only have the right kind of years, but we have the right kind of life. Because hear me, sin will block the word from entering your life. Listen, it's like, listen, man, man thought he was going deaf. And, 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 and he was getting ready to live a different kind of lifestyle where he would have to read lips the rest of his life. The wife said, baby, why don't you just go and get your ears checked? He said, say it again. She said, go, go get your ears checked. Go get your ears checked. He said, okay, I'm going to go get my ears checked. He went to the ear doctor. He said, doc, I'm, I'm going, I'm getting deaf. My ears, I'm, I'm aging and I'm, I'm getting deaf. And I, my wife told me to come and get my ears checked. And the doctor went in, looked at his ears, cleaned his ears out. And... And he could hear. And, and, and he said, Doc, I'm not going deaf. Doc said, no, you just had wax buildup in your ear. And listen, hear me. That's what sin does. All sin will do, watch this, is block the word from getting in to where it ought to be. And what you've got to do is you've got to remove that which is causing the blockage in your life. Wish I had a witness in here. James says if you're going to live out this faith, hearing the word is one thing, but cleaning out your life that is, nece is necessary in order for the word to have a place for the word to grow. Lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. In other words, get rid of the sin in your life. You cannot be a good Christian and keep on sinning. Can't get no help in here. You can't get to the next level of your faith and continue living the way you've been living. You cannot conquer that enemy or win that battle with the same old sin present in your life. The writer of Hebrews said it like this, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. I've told you before, every weight is not a sin, but every sin is a weight. And if you're going to flourish in your faith, you got to lay aside every sin and every weight. In other words, the stuff that may not be a sin is still weighing you down. You've got to let that go. It may not be a sin, but it's slowing you down. You've got to let that go. Some of you single folk cannot get to the place where you need to be spiritually because you're in a relationship that's weighing you down. Single folk, you ought to say amen. Okay, don't say amen. It was for you anyway. You're doing everything that married folk do, but won't get married and wonder why you cannot get to the next level. Don't get quiet now. Wonder why you cannot get to the next level in your faith, cannot seem to break through to that next place of your spiritual life, seems like you're stuck. You've got to lay aside the weight and the sin that is slowing you down. So get rid of it. James says, thirdly, if you're going to fortify your faith, then thirdly, you must receive the word in your heart. Verse 21, receive the meekness, receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. James goes back to the necessity of the word in the believer's life. And this time he adds the idea of the implanted word. The word of God is only, watch this, hear me, if the word of God is only on the surface of your life, 
it will never have the influence that it could have in your life. If it's only on the surface of your life, it can never have the influence that it could have in your life. It must be implanted. Thy word have I hid in mine heart. That's an implanted word that I might not sin against thee. The implanted word takes root in our lives and has effect and flourishes and is fortified in our life. And James says that this word should be received with meekness. Stay with me for a moment. What does that mean? That means that when I hear God's word, listen, stay with me. When I hear God's word, if I'm hearing it with meekness, that I have a humility about my spirit. Watch this. That means, watch this, that when the preacher is preaching and the word is going forth, that I'm not looking to see who he's preaching to. See, because pride says he can't be talking about me. But humility says that might be me. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Humility says that that might be my word, which means that when I'm in worship, that I'm not concerned about what others are doing and how others are reacting, but I'm seeing how that word fits my situation, fits my scenario, meets my condition, and ministers to my need. Because I recognize that I'm still a wretched man. I'm still an undone, undone man with unclean lips. And until you come to this sanctuary ready for the Lord to talk to you and deal with you and let this word convict you, correct you, convert you, then your faith will stay at the same stymied level that it's been in for the last 10, 15, or 20 years. But when you understand that even where you are right now is not the place where you should be, even where you are right now is not the place where you could be, but that God is still calling you to a greater level of faith and faithfulness, then you are ready to receive the implanted word so that, watch this, the word becomes flesh. Lastly, I'm through. Your faith is going to be fortified. Lastly, this text says that we must respond to what God has said. Respond to what God has said. Verse 22 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be doers of the word, but not hearers only. The word of God is powerful. It is impactful. It is transformative. It is corrective. It is true. But in order for your faith to be fortified by God's word, James says at the end of the day that as powerful as this word is, as impactful as it is, as transformative and corrective <laughs> as it is, that you cannot just hear it. But at the end of the day, you got to do it. You got to have the right heart, yes, to hear the word. You got to be energetic and excited to receive the word. You got to prepare your life in such a way that it has room to grow and is not choked out by competing ideas or contrary lifestyles. But until you act on the word, your faith will never increase. 
It's like the trainer in the gym who's working with you and he's giving you all kinds of instructions and providing all kinds of tips and, and giving you all kinds of his expertise and, and making his training available for you to how to slim down and how to develop the body that you want to have. All of that means nothing to your physical fitness if you don't start doing it. If you don't do what he says. If you don't actually start to incorporate his or her instructions into your workout, it is nothing to your physical fitness, which means you can know a lot of things, but until you put into practice what you know, it will mean nothing. You can know how electricity works, but until you turn the switch on, the light will not shine. You can know how to drive. But until you get behind the wheel of a car and start it, you won't go anywhere. You can understand all of the rules and moves of basketball, but until you're on the court playing, you cannot prove your proficiency. You may recognize the melodies of all of box concertos, but unless you can play it, then you are a hearer only. And while you might appreciate it for its beauty and its complexity, you are a hearer only. And what James says to the Christian is that it is not enough for us to just be hearers and appreciators of God's word. But we must be doers. It's not enough to appreciate the word. We must apply it. It is not enough to be inspired by the word. We must live that word out. It's not enough to enjoy the delivery of the word. But we must allow the engrafted word to have tangible demonstrations in daily living. You're waiting on something to happen in your life. You're waiting to get to that next level of your faith. Something will happen when you happen. Something will happen when you put it to work. When you don't just hear the word, but do the word, live the word, apply the word, follow the word. Don't be a forgetful hearer. Like Nike says. Just do it. Just do it. Quit, quit debating God's word. Just do it. Just just take the word for what it says and just do it. Word says, try me now and see if I would not open you a window of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You should not have room enough to receive it. He says, try me with your tithes and your offerings. You're trying to figure that out. Quit trying to figure it out and just, just do it. Love your enemies. Lord, if I love them, they're going to take advantage of me. Quit trying to figure out what they're going to do and just, just do it. Why am I going to pray for them? They don't do nothing but, but talk about me and persecute me. Quit worrying about what they do to you and just, just do it. And when you do God's word, God's word will do the rest. God's word will take you to that next level 
of faith, that place that you've been trying to get to and you wondered what's keeping you from getting there? If you're going to be that person you want to be in the gym, you got to work out. If you're going to be that great athlete you want to be on the court or on the track, young people, you got to practice. If you're going to be that great singer, that, that great musician, you got to give yourself to your instrument. And if you're going to be a great Christian, person with great faith, you've got to put to practice the word of God. Tell your neighbor, just do it. Tell them again, just that they didn't hear you, just do it. 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 Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful, how thankful we are for this day and for this moment. We bless you, O oh God, that you have given us a measure of faith. Each of us, you have provided us that which we need to live victorious lives, to live successful lives in our faith journeys, to walk by faith and not by sight. You've given us what we need to do that. But Lord, we do need help along the way. So God, we thank you for your, the truth of your word. We thank you that you give us your word. And Lord, we pray that we would be open and receptive hearers, but not hearers only. Finally, doers who put to practice everything that your word declares even when we don't understand it even when we don't believe it that we'll trust you enough to say that God if you say it it must be so bless it now God I pray for someone who needs to come to this moment of faith a moment of belief in you Oh God, there have been competing ideas and competing thoughts and competing lifestyles and they've tried to do life a lot of different ways, including some of you, but not all of you. God, right now I pray for that individual that in this moment of invitation, that they would simply say, Lord, I want all of you and nothing else. Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your person. And, oh, God, make me a new creature in Christ. If that's your situation, I want to invite you to pray a prayer with me. If that's you and you know that you need salvation, you know that you need a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, and you're ready to receive him now as Lord and Savior of your life, in your heart, won't you pray this prayer, Lord, I need you. And right now I'm accepting you. Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. I believe you rose again from the dead. And right now, I'm receiving the gift of salvation because I believe that you are my Savior. Now listen, if you prayed that prayer in your heart, there's only one more thing you need to do. That's confess it with your mouth. 
And this is an opportunity where you can do just that. If you prayed that prayer in your heart, for the Bible says this, if you believe in your heart, speak with your lips, your mouth, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so right now, we invite you to come and declare, I prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer, won't you come and meet us up here? Let us know. Let us lead you further into your new walk of faith, your new life with Christ. For the Lord says he will make you a new creature in Christ. The doors of the church are open. You can come now. If you've already given your life to Christ, but you don't have a church home, we invite you to come. Won't you come right now? My will I give to you, and I'll do what you say do. Use me, Lord. The doors of the church are open. You can come right now. Come now. Hallelujah. Show someone. To show someone the way. And enable me to My storage is empty. My storage is empty. And I am available. I am available to you. Hallelujah. Can you sing it again? Lord, I'm available. Somebody needs to make themselves available. Open your heart. Say now, Lord, I'm available to you. say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. We're thankful for these who have come. Amen. They're all coming for prayer. Amen. And we're going to do just that. Amen. God bless you. Good to see a father and his sons. Amen. Coming for prayer. Amen. 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 We're going to do that. We're going to do that. I, I got some men and some women. Amen.
Y'all mind if I do something a little different? Let me get some fathers up here right now. Let me get some fathers. I want all my few more fathers to come. A few more fathers. A few more fathers. Fathers who have sons. Yeah. 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 Something special about men ministering to men. Men meeting the needs of men. Men being there for men. Hallelujah. And we want these young ones to know ain't nothing wrong with brothers praying for each other, with each other. Sometimes we, listen to me young men, sometimes even men cry. We do that. But it's good when men come together and pray together and believe together. Amen. So let's do that together. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful and how thankful we are for the privilege of prayer, for this moment of ministry to men and boys. God, this Father comes with his sons. And Lord, we're thankful that we can always come to you with our loved ones, with our children. Those that you have given to us, we're thankful that we can give them back to you. God, right now, by your spirit, I pray that you be with this father and his sons. Oh God, that you be a fence around them. Lord, that you strengthen them their relationship with each other. God, that you bless this man to be the man of his house. That you put steel in his back. Oh God, that you open his eyes with wisdom and discernment to know what is and what is not. To give him wisdom to speak truth to his boys. Oh God, we thank you for these young these young men these boys oh God who are growing up in the admonition of the Lord God use them now bless them now bless this father son relationship oh God that it would be strengthened in the years to come oh Lord that they would look to him as an example and that he would then look to you for strength in the name of Jesus Lord we pray that good men would surround them now that when this man needs some brothers to lean on, that we will be there. That when these boys need some brothers to lean on, that they will be there. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We believe it. We claim it now. Lord, not only let him be a good father, but let him be a good husband. Let him be a man of God who loves you, who worships you, and who does all things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray and for his sake. Amen. 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 And amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. My God. Amen. 
blessed. Let the church say amen. Amen. As we prepare to go down from this place, we certainly do. Uh, the city of Jackson uh, and Jackson Public Schools celebrates uh, the vote that was taken this past week for the bond issue. Amen. So we pray that that will be uh, a great help to our children as they uh, prepare now and have entered already into a new school year. Do we have... Um, do we have any college-bound uh, students here? Students who are headed to college this week or next week? Where where are you? You upstairs? Upstairs? Amen. Come on down for a second. Anybody else? Yeah, I'm embarrassed you one last time. Amen. 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 Anybody else? There's another. Come on down. There's some more. God bless you, college-bound students. Come on, let's bless them this morning, K Chapel. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Leaving mama and daddy's house. Amen. Amen. Mama and daddy and grandmama in some cases. They back there smiling right now. Look at them. I see them. I see them. Amen. Listen, do me a favor. Do me a favor. I need you. Give me, give me your name. Austin. Austin. Bree. Bree. Akila. Janelle. Asia. <laughs> All right. And you're going, where are you going to school, Mississippi State? Is that right? Northwest Community College. USM. 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 All right. One behind me. All right. God bless you. Your name and where you going to school? My name is Zita and I'm going to Dillard University. Going to Dillard. All right. Amen. Let the church say amen. There's another. There's another. Come on. Come on. College bound. College bound. Amen. Who we have here and where you going? I'm Jasmine Guy and I'm going to Dillard University. Going to Dillard. Amen. Amen. Two-headed to Dillard. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, Kate, I need you to be praying for these young people. I need you to be praying. I know we got some freshmen and others. Are all y'all freshmen? Not sophomore? Yeah. Okay. Very good. So we got some, some who are just going off to school. Y'all know what that means. Amen. Pray for them as they go. Amen. And we're going to do that right now as we leave from this place. We're going to lift you up in prayer. Uh, some of you are leaving this week, I understand. You're leaving Saturday, Tuesday, so a lot of leaving this week. Amen. You're excited. We're excited for you. God is going to do great things for you. Amen. But listen, always remember who you are, where you came from. And listen, Dad always told me this. Leave where you came from in such a way that you can come back. Amen. Leave home on good, good ground. Amen. Hug mom and daddy. Tell them thank you. Because you're going to be calling for some money. Amen. You ain't that grown yet. Amen. Amen. So leave so you can make that call. Amen. God bless you. Listen, won't you stand? Let's pray for them as we leave, as we prepare, prepare to depart from this place. Won't you go, hold hands with your neighbor, all these college-bound students? God, how grateful and how thankful we are now for what you have done in each of these students' lives, for opening doors of institutions for their education. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are going to do great things for them and through them in Jesus' name. 
And now, God, we claim every promise. We claim every potential that you have placed inside of them. We claim, oh God, greatness for them, oh Lord, that there will be nothing that is too difficult for them. No weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. We pray, oh God, that on their campuses that they will be light, oh God, that they will be salt, that others will look to them to know what to do and how to do it. Lord, we pray that as they go, they will not forget where they came from, nor will they forget get where they are headed in the name of Jesus now God bless the work of their hands anoint their minds that they would receive and learn in the name of Jesus and bless the parents now oh God as they prepare to send their children off into this world give them the courage and strength to know that as the mother of Moses did putting that child in a basket and on the river saying, God, take care of my child, that if you did it for Moses, you'll do it for them. Now may the grace of God, and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.